podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Betting Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Cricket Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler taking you through this one. Joined, as always, by Graham Hardcastle. And we're looking ahead, Graham, to the England against West Indies third test match market. England bounce back in the second test. It's one apiece, staying at Old Trafford. And it's all to play for as we go into this third test match. To start us off, though, let's have a little bit of a chat. Look, look back a little bit at the second test match. Ben Stokes, what a player. Player of the match, 176 and 78 not out. He is just an incredible player at the moment, isn't he? Oh, he's exceptional. He just does does everything. And give him any job and he will he will do it to the best of his abilities. You know, give him the wicket-keeping gloves, see how he takes that. You know, it wouldn't surprise if we were all sat here saying, retain him for that next test, you know. <laughs> he, he might find umpiring a bit boring, but apart from that, I think he'll do everything on the field for you, won't he? He's just that kind of guy. And, yeah. you know, that, you know, his performance in the second test match was just spellbinding. He can bat long, he can bat slow, and then he can just go through the gears and all of a sudden he explodes and starts smashing it all over the place. He's got everything. The, the easiest way to sum that kind of comment up is he's, He's a complete cricketer, isn't he? I know we both think that he's probably right up there as the best player in the world right now. You know, a, a tale of redemption as well from what he's been through in the past and to turn himself around and come back and be the force that he is and the positive force he is. All credit to him. Let's have a look, though, ahead to the third test match after England won the second test by 113 runs. Ben Stokes, man of the match, as we said. But England start this one, Graham, to win 1-2. to two. The draw is 11-4 to four, and there might be a little bit of rain around. It's forecast. It's hard to tell on the forecast because they can change, can't they? But West Indies, one apiece in this series, absolutely desperate to hold on to the Wisdom Trophy, a 7-1 to one to win the third Test match. That's too big, but is it worth playing? I, I wouldn't discourage anybody from playing it. However, I would discourage anybody from playing it with any kind of significant stake if I was to play it I'd be kind of thinking to myself well I'll have a tenner on that rather than oh I'll stick 100 on that I'm absolutely sure it's going to come in don't expect them to win the game I think England are the better side home conditions etc etc they've got momentum I don't expect it to come in however it wouldn't completely surprise me and therefore you kind of think to yourself well is it worth a tenner yeah it probably is so far, this series is almost going to the, the script that the stats give us on England's performances in a series. They're terrible at starting. They lose test matches in the, the first game of the series you know, regularly. And then they bounce back and win the second one. The third one's a bit more of a lottery, isn't it? But I think England come into this one with momentum. The only thing that can scupper them is the, the Manchester weather. And the forecast is a little bit mixed for some of those days. We've had mixed days, though, in the, uh, the first two test matches. For me, I think England at 1-2 to two would be my pick, but anything that's odds-on, I always tend to steer clear of, and 1-2 to two might be just a little bit too skinny for my blood. I can see the draw happening, actually. Part of it is that I'm due to cover my first game of cricket this weekend, and I'm taking the law of sod and expecting it to rain all weekend. <laughs> so, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if it was going to be a rain-effective draw. I think that's a, I think that's probably a decent bet. Let's have a look ahead to the uh, the batting and bowling markets then, as, as we've done in these uh, preview podcasts. Joe Root, the favourite in the England market, at 11-4. to 
Ben Stokes four to one. Dom Sibley's in there at ninety two. Rory Burns is ninety two. Ollie Pope five to one. Zach Crawley's eleven to two. Joe Denley, who missed out the second Test match, and he's unlikely, I think, to be recalled, is seven to one. Josh Butler's ten to one, and the rest are bigger. Joe Root looked a little bit out of touch, didn't he? We talked about him last week as being a fairly natural cricketer, and he's probably just like he said, just kind of take back to it like a duck to water. I think that first Test match will do him good. It's got his feet moving and got his juices flowing. 11-4, to four, quite short, but I quite like that. I quite fancy Root to have a big test match, actually. In a way, it wasn't a run chase. It was a pursuit of quick runs. was quite important as well, just to just to really get him going and make sure he's alert and things like that. And, and he spent a little bit of time at the crease there. He's got a great record at Old Trafford and he's England's best player. You know, he's England's best batsman. With, with Root, so, as I say, I mean, he averages 85 at Old Trafford. That's gone down a little bit, obviously, as a result of the second test match because he didn't average 85 in that one. But... You look at Ben Stokes, over his last 14 test matches, he's averaging 58 with the bat. That is better than Root he's been playing. So they're, prob- oh, yeah, they're probably yeah. on a par in terms of their significance in the batting order, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, prob- they probably are. Are we both on Joe Root then at 11-4 to 4 in that market? Yeah, I, th- I think so. My only real rival for Root would be Stokes. I, I realised Dom Sibley played bumming well in that first test, in that second test, sorry. I just wonder whether Stokes might not play. That would just make me just steer clear a niggling injury or two there were signs of that through that second test match I just wonder whether he might not play even if he does play Joe Root's still a sound bet anyway West Indies batting um, Craig Brathwaite top scored in the first innings in the second test he's 7-2 to two, so is Shy Hope Campbell is in there at 5-1 to one. Um, Ruston Chase who I think has looked quite good in this series is 11-2 to two. as is Shamrar Brooks who has been my tip throughout this summer and he's yet to actually lead any of the markets despite being second I think in every single innings he's, he's bit pretty much played he's 11-2 to two. Um, Jermaine Blackwood is six to one, and and probably the other one to pick out there, Jason Holder is ten to one, and Shane Dowrich is twelve to one. Shall I hope? continues to be joint favourite in this market despite showing no signs of any form. Um, Craig Brathwaite, as I say, is, looks very solid at the top of the order and certainly isn't uh, discounted in the market at 7-2 to two for me. Two guys that have impressed me have been Roston Chase and Shamrar Brooks. They've come in in the middle order. They've always looked good defensively and they've um, been able to attack and score runs as well. I, I think both of those at 11-2... to two, potentially even split your stakes across both of them and have both of them on your side. You've obviously heard me over the last few weeks kind of throw my weight behind Shea Hope. I think he, I, I think he's a good player. There's any doubt about that. He's, he's going through a, a, a rough trot of form, a fairly significant rough trot of form, actually. He's, he's what is it, no test century since since the last tour of England. That's three years, Graham, like averaging tw- in the 20s. Three, like three years averaging in the yeah, 20s. Three I, years averaging in I, the I, 20s, Graham. And he's favourite in the market. How does that work? No, he shouldn't be favourite in the market it's, it's wrong it doesn't mean he's not a, he's not a decent player however it's a little bit the same I've got a sneaking feeling he will come good at some point therefore I would be having a little dabble on him as top bat and that, that is just a, a pure gut feeling if I was to put a bigger stake on I would be kind of following your lead on the the Shamar Brooks line because he's he looked a million dollars last week Graham and potentially this week the England bowling markets are a little bit tricky aren't they Joffre Archer is favourite 11 to 4 alongside Anderson alongside Broad at the same price Ollie Robinson's in there at 100 to 30 despite him never having played a test match which seems a little bit strange although he might play got into the 13 for the second test Sam Curran's 100 to 30 Chris Wokes is 2 
Ben Stokes is 7 to 2, Mark Wood is 7 to 2, Don Best 11 to 2, Denny's 20 to 1, and Joe Root is 20 to 1. This is a market we avoided last time. Are we avoiding it again? Because the, the heavy rotation that's likely from England, you could invest in this market and then turn the TV in on, on, on yeah. Friday and find your players not playing. Yeah, I, I would be I would be avoiding it. If, if, if you kind of forced me into a bet, I would be heading down the Jimmy Anderson route. I think he will play at his home ground. He's 13 away from taking 600, becoming the first seamer in, in the world to take 600 test match wickets. Could do it on his home ground. The next two tests are at Old Trafford, aren't they? First, including the first against Pakistan. He, he knows all, every blade of grass there is to know at Old Trafford. It wouldn't surprise me if he had a, a really big couple of weeks in at that venue. Couldn't put you off that either. Jimmy Anderson, 11-4 to to be England's top leading first innings wicket-taker. The West Indies markets, we've got uh, Kemar Roach in there at 9-4. Um, hadn't taken a wicket since, was it December? And then took two in two balls. Kemar Roach, so he's finding his form, 9-4. Jason Holder, 100-30. Shannon Gabriel is 100-30. Elzari Joseph is 4-1. to Raymond Reef is 4-1. to Rakim Cornwall, who we haven't seen yet and we really want to see, is 9-2. to and uh, the rest are bigger. Royston Chase, who won the uh, market in the first test match, is 13-2. to two. Anybody tempt you there? I, I've gone on Gabriel over the last couple of weeks, and I'd be absolutely gobsmacked if he played, because he looked like he was about to snap in two, didn't he, in that second test match at Old Trafford. The most robust seamer of, of the lot of them has been Jason Holder, who took that market in the first test at Southampton quite comfortably in the end. I think I'd be going on him. He's the player there for, for that market. Jason Holder, 100 to 30. Don't disagree with that at all. I, I like the way Royston Chase bowled in that first innings. He's not the greatest spinner in the world. England playing very well. He's maybe worth just a little bit of maybe quarter stakes play at 13 to 2, just to see if he can do it again. There's no reason why not. If England bat well, then he's going to get a few overs under his belt in that uh, second test match. Let's finish off this edition of the Cricket Betting Podcast having a look at the player of the match markets. I'm going to let you pick two. I'll pick two like we did last time. I'll go first though, and I'm going to go with Jimmy Anderson, 7-1, to one, along the same lines as, that you said in terms of the leading bowler. He knows Old Trafford. He'll uh, be keen to get involved in the action and I think 7-1 to and him being player of the match is a decent one. And because of the Lancastrian kind of connection, if it is fairly tight between two or three players in terms of the player of the match, they might just side with him for sentimental reasons. So there's always that on your side as well. So Jimmy Anderson, he's 7-1. to And my uh, other pick, slightly further down the list, would be Mark Wood at 14-1. to He's not played in the second test match. I thought he was getting better as the first test match went through. He might not play in this one, but 14 to 1, I think he's capable of running in at Old Trafford. If it's providing a little bit more bounce than that for the second test wicket, Mark Wood to get a little bit pacey and to lead that market 14 to 1. Which two are you going to go for, Graham Hardcastle? Joe Root, I think runs for him will put him in a, a very decent position to take that market out. I wouldn't disagree with the Anderson possibility either. I would be split on the second one between Anderson and Holder. You know, I can see I can see Holder having a big test match as well. So there, I, I, I realise I've picked three there, but but there there would be two out of the three names there. Basically called cheating, Graham Harcastle. Well, we'll let you have it. Joe Root is six to one. Jimmy Anderson is seven to one. 
And Jason Holder is 12 to 1. Good luck with all your bets out there. Gamble responsibly if you follow myself or Graham, or even go your own way. Graham Harcastle, thank you very much indeed. Take care. Follow my picks as well on the at SBM underscore podcast Twitter feed. Put up a few winning bets actually during the last test match. All three of them landed on day five. So uh, have a look at those videos as they come out during the third test match. And join us next time after this test series finished. There's a three ODI series against the Ireland team who are coming over to England. They're already over here actually acclimatising. And then we'll look ahead to the Pakistan three match series as well. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.